0: podcast welcome to day 21 of fast wrong thinking today we're fasting from the thought that says i feel like i failed a key scripture in today's thought is proverbs twenty-four sixteen, which says a righteous man falls seven times but he rises again today's episode is a reminder to see yourself as someone who rises up when you fall in you have the choice to get back up because through jesus you have been made the righteousness of god i hope you enjoy today's episode he's faithful to the end faithful is he who began the good work in you, and he will complete it until the day of his return. The Bible calls Jesus faithful. The Bible says God is faithful. And the Bible says that it is his faithfulness that makes him faithful. It is not your faithfulness that makes God faithful. It is his faithfulness that makes him faithful. And your unfaithfulness cannot make God unfaithful. Your unfaithfulness can only prove and demonstrate God's faithfulness is true. Even when we're unfaithful, he remains faithful. He remains faithful. He remains faithful. He remains faithful. Never let a past experience dictate what you believe. You're more than a conqueror. Every one of us have failed. Every one of us have fallen. Every one of us has been conquered by something, but we're not letting that circumstance or that experience dictate what we believe. We're letting Romans 837 dictate what we believe. We're more than conquerors because God said so. We're more than conquerors because of his love for us. So that's what determines what we believe. You can't let your failures be your limitations. You can't let your mistakes be your limitations. You can't let the preconceived ideas, oh, you know, she's always this way, he's always this way, oh, well, these kind of people are always this way. This is the problem with labels that we that people put on others, is because those things are designed by Satan to limit you and to define you as something that other people have an opinion of. You will always be. And let me tell you something: you don't have to ever be somebody that is limited by your past. And it doesn't matter if you're 60, 70, 80 years old; your future is still bright. And you say, well, no, I'm I'm really at the end of my days, but your last few days could be the greatest days compared to all the days of your past. You don't ever have to think that way, because look, because God can do in one day, he can turn around what has been failure and defeat in your life for 70 years. God can turn it around in one day, no matter what has enslaved you, no matter what has imprisoned you, no matter what has been stripped from you, no matter what you lack in your life, no matter what you've been through, no matter how many sins you've committed, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how far you've fallen, no matter how many bad decisions that you've made in your life. The one thing that makes the distinction that brings true success and true biblical prosperity in your life, one thing and one thing only, it is the presence of God with you. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. The only thing that prevents most people from believing God's promises are the limitations they put on themselves. Like God needs me to check off a certain group of boxes so that I can then uh, uh, be worthy of the promise. And really, there is nothing you can ever do to be worthy of God's promise. God, God's, God's not watching over your behavior to see if he'll produce or 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 if he'll fulfill his promise. The Bible says he's watching over his word. And he says to perform it, he's not watching your performance, he's watching his word and he will perform it. And so when we speak God's word, when we believe God's word, when we speak God's word, that's all God needs to work with. We just give him something to work with. It is a fact. This is a fact. God is committed to keeping his promises to you no matter how far you've fallen, how often you failed, or where you're at in life. God is committed to keeping his promises to you in spite of you, not because of you. God doesn't keep his promise to you because of you, God keeps his promise to you because of him. He keeps his promise because he's faithful. He doesn't keep his promise because you're faithful. It's better for you to be faithful than unfaithful. But God doesn't keep his promise to you because of your faithfulness. And this is what faith looks like. Faith looks like, wow, my trust is in God's power and in his faithfulness, not in my faith. This is what is the most frustrating thing that I find that Christians struggle with. We're constantly making promises to God. Oh, I promise you, God, I'm going to do better. I promise you I'm going to stop sinning. I promise you, God, I'm going to pray every day. You make these promises to God as if somehow God is like checking the box. Oh, you're good. Good job. Good job. No, it's not a good job because you don't keep most of those. And thank God that he doesn't keep his promise to us based on our promises to him he is watching over his word to perform it, that God is faithful, that he who began a good work in you will fulfill it until the day of Christ Jesus. Faithful is he who started it and he will do it. I mean, you can't you can't read the Bible and find anywhere where our faithfulness earns God's faithfulness. There's nothing about our faithfulness that got that that triggers God's faithfulness. You know what triggers God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness, What should that do in your life? It should bring you rest. It should bring you calm. It should bring you confidence. It should put your mind at ease. See, it's all about his faithfulness. It's all about God's character that causes you to believe. And it makes faith easy rather than a struggle. Satan wants you to live with a guilty conscience. He wants you to feel guilty all the time. He wants you to feel condemned. He wants you to feel like God's against you. He wants you to feel accused, to feel self-conscious, which is the feeling of being observed without being approved. And Satan doesn't even use his voice anymore because you've gotten used to yourself telling you these things. You're not enough. You never do enough. You'll never have enough. You don't say the right things. You don't measure up. You don't get it all done. You don't do enough for your children. You don't do enough for your parents. You don't do enough for others. You don't do as much as others do. You always seem to blow it. You always seem to fail. You always say things you regret. You get angry so easily. You think bad thoughts. You don't have the right clothes. You eat too much. You don't exercise. You don't pray enough. You don't read enough. You don't fast enough. You don't. You're not Christian enough. You're not holy enough. You're not godly enough. These are the accusations of the devil. And we have heard them in first person. In other words, our mind has trained us to think these things about ourselves. And we need to say enough is enough. I'm not going to accuse myself anymore. I'm not going to condemn myself anymore. What should we say to these accusations that tell us you're not enough? You don't do enough. You're not holy enough. You're not godly enough. We have to attack the accusing thoughts, the the thoughts that are accusing us. This is what's robbing us of the enjoyment of our of our salvation. The enjoyment of our Christianity is being ripped out right from underneath us because we're listening to condemning thoughts about ourselves or about others. So what should we say to these condemning thoughts? Romans chapter eight, verse one says there is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ, there is now there is therefore now right this moment, there is no condemnation. If you're born again, you're in Christ. And if you're in Christ. The devil can't condemn you. And if the devil can't condemn you, then you shouldn't condemn you. And if the devil can't condemn you and the devil can't condemn her or the devil can't contem- condemn him, then you shouldn't condemn him and you shouldn't condemn her because the de- God doesn't even condemn them. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ without Christ. Everybody's under condemnation. But so many Christians are they're born again. They're in Christ. They've been given this freedom but they're not experiencing it because their conscience is condemning them. Always reminding you of something you've done wrong, always reminding you of where you've fallen short, always reminding you of something you failed at, always reminding nagging you. This is over today. I declare war on the spirit of accusation against you. What shall we say to these things? There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. What shall we say to these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? What shall we say to these things? He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? What shall we say to these things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? What shall we say to these things? God is the one who justifies. I will not be condemned another day in my life. That's what we must say to these thoughts. Listen, religion, religious demons that are trying to lie to you, I'm going to tell those religious demons something, your little speech to God. I'm so sorry. Lord, forgive me. I was an idiot. I'm such a blankety blank. Lord, I just am so wrong. I just need to repent. I just need to have so much sorrow for what I did. No, the father wants to interrupt that nonsense baloney sandwich BS crap. And he wants you to realize your speech. Your speech does not give you his love or his acceptance. He interrupted the boy's speech and he said, I don't want to hear a thing about it. Let me tell you What to believe. Let me tell you about who I am. I'm the lover of your soul. I'm the restorer of your soul. I'm the healer of your soul. I'm the restorer of your privileges. I'm the kisser of your soul. I'm the kisser of your heart. I'm the kisser of your spirit. I'm the kisser of your life. You're my son. You're my child. And all that time you were gone, I was planning this party. All that time, I knew you were coming home. I knew you were coming home. And let me tell you something, child of God God knew you were coming home and he's rejoicing. And all the angels in heaven rejoice over you. Please know that he's not giving you a party the first day you get saved and then make you sit in the closet and punish you for your disobedience. No, the party continues every day of your life as a child of God. When you know God is your father, it is a celebration all the days of your life. You are loved, you are restored, you are accepted, you are forgiven. The privileges are yours. The royalty is yours. The authority is yours. The table, the fat and calf, the celebration, the joy of your father is now the joy of his sons and daughters. Sometimes we make mistakes. Everybody does. And God says, I factored that in. That's why I have an abundance of grace. That's why the throne room of grace That's why there's the gift of grace. That's why there's the gifts of the spirit, the gifts of Jesus, the gifts of the father, the gifts of power, the gifts of your words, the gifts of his words, the gifts of seed, time and harvest. These are all gifts because God knew that we were going to need them. And so he didn't make them in little supply. He made them in abundant supply through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We reign as kings in this life. The reason we fail in life is not because of what we don't have but it's because we forget what we do have. We forget where we're seated. We forget that we're with Christ seated now, 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 Remember your seat. Remember what's been set aside. Remember, there's a portion reserved for you and it was especially reserved for you. Believe that and everything's going to be all right. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I want to encourage you to share it with someone you know. And I also want to remind you that every day Gregory Dickow posts content just like this on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So make sure to follow him at Gregory Dickow. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow for day 22. Have a great day.